This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 957. Here's how your investments can survive a world of trouble. And these simple tips can make you a better investor. Both by Vitaly Katzenelson of ContrarianEdge.com. And I am Dan. I'm here now seven days a week reading to you from some of the best blogs on personal finance. And today I've got two posts for you actually from ContrarianEdge.com. But before we get to that, you know, hiring can be a slow process. But Cafe Altura's COO, Dylan Miskowitz, found a director of coffee in just a few days. How? ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And now our listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com OFD. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get right to it as we start optimizing your life. Here's How Your Investments Can Survive a World of Trouble by Vitaly Katzenelson of ContrarianEdge.com Writing about the future of investing in the current global economic climate is an easy way to get depressed. After all, Europe seems on the verge of disintegration, China risks a hard crash landing, Japan's debt bubble could burst at any moment, and emerging economies are too closely linked to China's fate. Meanwhile, in the U.S., GDP grew at a less-than-inspiring annualized rate of 2.5% in the second quarter. The U.S. is the least spoiled banana in the whole rotten fruit basket. As I wrote this, the thought that came to mind was, do I really want to be responsible for other people's life savings in this tumultuous environment? But when I step back and look at the past hundred years, I'm reassured by all the things that the U.S. and global economies survived. Pandemics that wiped out a percentage of the global population, two hot world wars and a cold war, the disintegration of a superpower, plenty of other wars, a few nuclear power plant meltdowns, economic collapses, terrorist attacks, stock market crashes, and a slew of other bad things. Somehow the U.S. economy and economies that were affected a lot more got through. People's will to survive is so much stronger than any adversity. Pause for a second. Put yourself in any moment in the past century. There was always something terrible happening that seemed ready to send us over the edge, and every bad time seemed unique. But I suspect that, outside of a giant meteor hitting the earth, the global economy will survive. An economy doesn't need a fertile ground of calmness and abundance to thrive. Consider Japan, an island nation with no natural resources in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Japan survived and prospered even after two nuclear bombs obliterated two of its largest cities during World War II. The country is constantly abused by earthquakes and tsunamis, yet Japan is one of the world's most prosperous nations and enjoys one of the highest life expectancies. There's a lot of bad stuff brewing on the horizon, and I'd be the last person to tell you to bury your head in the sand, pray to the gods of blissful ignorance, and just hope for the best. Bad things will happen, but we'll survive, and if history is prologue, we'll come out stronger. In the meantime, I'll take the advice of Oak Tree Capital Management co-founder Howard Marks, who likes to say, quote, you cannot predict, but you can prepare, end quote. As pertains to stocks, it is still not too late to structure your portfolio to weather a global economic storm. The key is to own shares of quality companies. For me, quality companies are the ones that need to exist, that you can imagine being around in five or even 50 years. They also usually come with wide economic moats that protect them from competition trying to take a bite out of their cash flows. Companies with pricing power protect you in an inflationary environment by passing price increases on to their customers and, during deflationary times, by maintaining their prices. 
Strong balance sheets are not really appreciated in an environment where everyone is drowning in liquidity, but they will be appreciated by scared creditors when conditions sour. There is a tremendous value in the recurrence of revenue. Companies with plenty of it have to do less heavy lifting to grow. Don't pay high multiples for growth. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. Returns for stocks are driven by two factors, earnings growth and price-to-earnings expansion or contraction. The external environment may not be kind to earnings growth. The aforementioned recurring revenue will fight for this on your behalf. But a stock bought at a significant discount to fair value puts you on the right side of the P.E. trend and can handle a lot of bad news thrown at it. In the longer run, it will see P.E. expansion. Dividends are also important. Dividends force management to focus on cash flow. Dividends are paid with cash, not with earnings, and serve as a deterrent to dumb, empire-building, value-destroying acquisitions. If you cannot find enough companies that fit these criteria, default to cash. Even if inflation roars back, cash is better than a bad stock. And I will have another post for you in just a moment, but first, thank you again to ZipRecruiter for sponsoring this episode. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Altura's COO, Dylan Miskowitz, needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants, so he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and was impressed by how quickly he had qualified candidates apply. And in just a few days, he found his new director of coffee. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com OFD. That's ZipRecruiter.com OFD. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. These simple tips can make you a better investor by Vitaly Katzenelson of ContrarianEdge.com. The stock market is not your friend. Instead, the market awakens a dangerous emotion, fear. Often we are too fearful to invest in stocks, or having taken the plunge, we become convinced that we are invincible, that our risk tolerance is limitless. Fear is not your friend either. Being a successful investor requires emotional balance. Here are some suggestions on how to create it. One, don't constantly check your portfolio. Next time you notice the price of a stock you own move up or down, think about the factors that may be influencing that move. Stock prices change every day, but that doesn't mean the long-term value of the company has changed. Prices can move for many reasons, because the stocks are held by different people with different time horizons. Two, ignore the media messengers. Business television in particular encourages you to think about the stock market as a game. If you play along, you're at risk of nullifying all the research you've done as your time horizon dwindles from years to minutes. Television also holds the danger of stripping from you the humility that is so needed in investing. Business TV commentators are incentivized to project an image of infallibility, the opposite of humility. You're never going to hear from them the words that are the essence of investing, which are, I don't know. This is dangerous because it may cause you to stop thinking about investing in terms of probabilities and make you believe that you can be an expert on everything. If you start to believe that the future has only one path, you may ignore other paths and thus other risks in your portfolio construction. If you tell yourself that you're an expert on every company, 
then your circle of competence has no boundaries and your overconfidence may take you to places and into investments where you have no place being. 3. Be an investor, not a trader. I used to identify with people who proclaimed, I am a long-term investor. However, this term has morphed to mean, I am a buy and hold, never sell investor. Also, long-term investor is redundant. If you are investing, not trading, then your time horizon should be long-term. But investing is not just about time horizon, the ability to hold. Your analytical process over time is equally important. Being an investor means viewing all news about a company, be it quarterly guidance, whether it's great or disappointing, upgrades or downgrades by Wall Street analysts, or any headline in the context of one blunt question. How does this impact the value of the business? This perspective is liberating because then you start to process the news flow differently. You begin to filter out the noise of the everyday news dump. Quarterly earnings stop being about beating or missing guidance. This simple question, how does this impact the value of the business, filters out 90% of the market's noise and puts you on a solid investment footing, no matter how volatile the market itself may be. You just listened to the posts titled, Here's How Your Investments Can Survive a World of Trouble, and These Simple Tips Can Make You a Better Investor, both by Vitaly Katzenelson of ContrarianEdge.com. And that's going to do it for today. Hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday if you're listening in real time, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.